fourth episode of the Cinema Club. I'm your host, Dan Boozer. If you've listened to us before, you'll know that we're just a couple of nerds who really enjoy talking about movies. Today we will be talking about Logan and its impact on superhero movies to come out later this year. Also, I'd like to thank our guests Zach Pfeiffer, Campbell Dunham, and Mr. Sterner for being here. So without any further delay, what did you guys think about Logan without spoilers first? Um, I really I really liked it. I thought it brought a new twist to the superhero genre, which for me is kind of essential for every superhero movies nowadays because there are so many. So if it can if it can do something with it, and I think with that R rated or R rating, it was able to. So I did really enjoy it. Yeah, I definitely liked it too. I really enjoyed how it was like different, how it wasn't just a traditional like. Actually, more than I think about it, it was kind of like a bad guy versus just a million or a good guy versus a million bad guys. But um, but, but yeah, no, I loved the movie. I thought it was a different feel than any other ones. Yeah, it almost felt like it tricked you a little bit, but. Yeah. Yeah, I liked it. Um, it seemed to spend more time developing characters, which is kind of strange because we know the characters so well. Mm-hmm. And I really like that. It, I definitely recommend it, even though it's rated R. Yeah, I mean, I loved this movie. I think, like, along with the idea of the characters, it was this, like, kind of new take on a character we knew. And I think, like, for most people with the R rating, it's probably the character version, like, a lot of people wanted. Um, with that, I will put out the warning. From now on, we're going to be discussing spoilers about the film. Um, So, here goes. Getting to see Logan, like, kill people, curse, do, like, all kinds of, like, really hard R stuff was, like, it, like, fit him so well. It made so much more sense to, like, see him actually murdering people than as opposed to, like, the previous X-Men movies. Like, I thought that gave it just a really cool aspect. The R value, or the R rating definitely, I thought, helped the movie. And whereas it's not just going to be like, oh, there's another Wolverine coming out. This one was different than everything else. And I really thought that was good. I, <laughs> I also agree. I think the R rating was really, really cool because you don't want to do that with every superhero. But there are some like Deadpool, who is the Merc with the Mouth, and like uh, Wolverine or Logan, because he does actually kill people. And I think those are the type, like that gritty feel to it was essential to an R rating. So... I thought that was really, really well done. It also makes you wonder what the film, other films would have been like, where if you have Logan in it versus uh, like the original, the very first X-Men film, they wanted to make sure it was family friendly, PG-13, none of that. But what if you have him as a severe, severe contrast to Cyclops and Professor Xavier, which are polished clean versus Wolverine, which is the you know, he's just barely contained animal that butchers people if he gets pissed off. I mean, could you imagine the contrast there? That would, I think, would make more depth to those films. So I kind of like, like what they did with this for, for my money. Yeah, I mean, as far as this movie goes, I think it's going to be, you know, and this comparison's already been drawn, but, like, this is going to be a Dark Knight-type step in superhero movies, I feel. Um, Dark Knight was kind of like, Here's the blueprint for doing the superhero movies we've been seeing a little bit. You know, like the tone, the villain. Um, and it was obviously everyone loves that movie. It's it's so memorable. But it also very much fits that superhero uh, of you're watching a superhero movie the whole time. You know that. This movie almost felt to me like what I like so much about it is it doesn't really have to be a superhero movie. You could just – if you take away like the superpowers – you'd still have a pretty, like, usable story here. You know, 
now action sequences aside from that, and but there's like other ways to do that. So I really like this idea that like this movie seems like a movie first and then a superhero movie second. I feel like normally it's a superhero movie before your normal movie stuff. Yeah. And a lot of things with superhero movies that they like tie into each other a lot. And I've never really seen any of the other Wolverines. This is my first one. So I was judging it based on like a standalone. And I really feel like it did a great job at like filling in the holes that you would otherwise get if you had the other Wolverine movies. I feel like everything was said in this movie. That was good enough. So Yeah, I have to agree because I haven't really uh, I've seen all of the X Men, even the Wolverines, but I haven't seen them in quite a while. Like especially the the Wolverine. I only saw that once and it was quite a while ago. And they you didn't really have to know that much about their backstory except I mean it was nice having that emotional connection to Xavier and Logan, but aside from that, it was mostly a standalone, or it felt like a standalone movie. No, yeah, going with that, like, how you, you might get some, like, uh, extra memories with these, near the end of the movie, like, with all the spoilers, when Hugh Jackman got back, like, full strength, like, he was amazing, even though I don't even remember him being like that, because I've never seen those movies, I could still feel like, oh, that was him in his prime. Like, that was my favorite scene of the film, because yeah, then... Those moments when you saw it in the earlier ones, or the very first X-Men film, when he's having that battle scene up on top of the Statue of Liberty, and he's going toe-to-toe with somebody, and here's the climax of the film, and you're like, finally, you get to see the comic book character come to life. It was amazing. And that was that moment where, like, there he is. That's that's what he looked like. You're, like, seeing you know, the quarterback in his prime for that one quick play, where it lasted. It was really cool to see. Yeah. It didn't last very long, but it, it was cool. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, it was funny. We, when I came out of the theater, I was like, oh, I loved it. And I was like, I mean, he got kicked around all movie. Like, he, he really got, like, he took a lot of punishment. And then, like, Brutalized. you know, he got murdered by, like, getting thrown on a, a stick and stat. Like, it was kind of like, wow, that was really, really upsetting almost because this is a character we a lot of us has grown up with now. But um, I think this was, like, the best way to send Hugh Jackman off as, I mean, this is the best probably Wolverine he's done, mm-hmm. the best in the X-Men. And I think, like, it's kind of nice that, um, as for right now, he's, he's like, dead, you know? So, like, it's not right away, like, oh, who's replacing him in that exact role? So I think that was, that was really neat. It does oh. make you wonder, though, because they've got all these potential crossovers and whatnot, what are they going to do? They've got, like, the old, well, they're all young now, but, you know, with the, you know, the young Magneto and young Xavier and that kind of stuff, and they're still doing stuff with that. But is that, like, done? Are they going to try to overlap? What's the deal? I mean, I know Hugh Jackman's basically done. It was like, we talked about yeah. that a little bit, Dan, that, like, how it was just so brutal on him physically just mm-hmm. to try to mm-hmm. train and, and get fit so you can do that. Yeah, I thought the same thing. Like, where to now? Besides Deadpool, in theory, they could practically just hit the reset button because... I don't know if the new like the new generation was just supposed to be a trilogy or if they're going to continue with them. I know they're planning an X-Force movie, but I mean, aside from that, you know, they don't really have any other connections that yeah. they can make. Yeah, so one thing that's really messy, you know, is like the continuity of these X-Men movies. That's why I think Logan being standalone it actually really benefits it because as soon as you like you know, the X-Men movies are like pick and choose, you know. Some of them are pretty good other ones are kind of terrible and along that then you know some of the really good ones have tried to fix things but then it's like alternate it's a really confusing universe so the way i see it is deadpool i think he's too much his own thing the fourth wall breaking like the comedy 
Um, they're going to kind of keep him in like Deadpool and that, and then he'll carry into that X Force, and that'll be his thing, because um, that's going to be a huge cash cow for them. But I think, the, to me, the most logical place to go is uh, Daphne Keene, who played Vora in this movie X twenty three. She's a really interesting character. There was kind of that whole little group there at the end. Maybe it seems like too obvious that that would be it. Yeah, I was confused with that. Like, I don't know if they're gonna like branch out with that or not. Like, that'd be a whole new thing. I don't even know if they made comic books about that. Right. I mean, and yeah, that's kind of like uncharted of just yeah. totally on their own. But I just I think that would be neat because I really liked the character of Laura um, Daphne Keene. I thought was great. The young actress who played she did her. Great job. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, yeah, I thought she brought a nice amount of grit, but also humor, but also heart. And I, I didn't even really think about uh, Laura or yeah, Laura branching out with her because I I just assumed like the end of Logan, the end of Xavier, like they're not gonna go on with this. But I guess they could make that tie if they would want to keep uh, working with the like keep that tie to the old old people. Yeah, and that that's almost like a negative I had with this movie is that. I did feel like it was setting something up. Like, that was the feeling I got. But then I also knew, like, yeah, this really should just be, like, a straight-up standalone. And and I don't even know how they're going to keep going with this. But it did really feel like they are trying to, like, bring out a new, like, future. Well, if you do want to, like, dig into the weeds a little bit, I know that uh, Michael Fassbender, uh, James McAvoy, Jennifer Lawrence are all still contracted for at least one more movie in the, uh, like, hmm. I'll just call it the young person X-Men universe. Um, Patrick Stewart, Professor Xavier, is killed in this movie. He's still contracted for Fox to do two more X-Men movies, though. So I have a feeling, and I think he's not said that this is going to be his last performance. I, th- clearly. I thought he did at Berlin Fest. Did he? I think he said so far that uh, it will be his last in like a going-forward storyline. Uh. I think, on, I, I'll say unfortunately, I think we're going backwards. Um, after this, like, back, because I think he'll be back as Professor X. Not in a future timeline, but, like, before he's dead. something weird, and, like, he's, you know, doing a memoir, talking about the young days back when he did what's this, you know, something back in the 60s or 70s or something. Something where he'll show up. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'll have to fact check this, but I feel like I read somewhere where, like, Hugh Jackman, like, every, or it's been known that this is his last, and then... Patrick Stewart just, like, at one of the screenings, just went on a whim and said, like, yeah, this will be my last two. And then I was a little suspicious as to what was going to happen, and then well, we found is, out he died. I mean, he's older. He is, so, yeah. And he's starting to show like, the age. He like, he's looked kind of the same since the late 80s when he was first in Star Trek. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, actually. I mean, he doesn't – but now he's yeah, – Some get, talk very of much him has been FX's X-Men show, uh, Legion, and it's about his son. Some people have speculated that uh, he'd pop in there. Yeah, he could pop in there, and that would make sense in that timeline. But um, you never know when they release how many somebody's contracted for if that's accurate, because they're yeah. never going to release the details of the contract. So maybe it's one of those things they slip out there and say, "Oh, we've got them for seven films. That's great." When in truth, it's like mm-hmm. four, and then they do another deal or something like that for another, some, you know. Yeah, like you never know. Like Daniel Craig, I heard he was going to do five Bond films, and then I'm hearing stuff about, oh, they're looking for a new Bond, and I'm like, wait, what's like? Well, I think they're looking for a new one even before he leaves. Yeah, because I think he's got at least I think he's got one. I, that's more what I've in heard, him. but and then that's yeah. another one of those roles like Wolverine. This is physically just brutal. Oh my God, yeah. just. 
and just stunts and everything. If you just, had to do. I don't know if any of you guys saw, but there was like a a video that he posted of just the voiceover of him in the woods, and he was just like slashing in a sound room, and it was it was intense. You could tell how much yeah. he got into it. Yeah. Um, big thing with this movie, obviously, we've already kind of hit on it. Um, is the R rated? It's very gritty. We felt, I think, all of us felt that it adds a lot to this movie. Um, and then with Deadpool last year, it also very big success. I think most people liked that movie. Just kind of a fun question here: Is there a superhero movie that you guys would want to see done the R rated way, uh, existing or could could come to it? You know, so like, would you want to go back and make Iron Man R? Or, you know, whatever. Is there a superhero movie you want to be R? Iron Man could work. Now, it's a school podcast here, but there are certainly some scenes I could imagine, because he's he's a ladies' man, there are some right, scenes yeah. I could imagine for a raw-rated audience that would, hey, that's going to get, you know, butts in the seats, so to speak. Yeah. Um, I guess work. I always thought of, like, the actual Marvel Cinematic Universe with the Avengers. Those are almost too campy to really go R, I, in my eyes. Even with, like, Age of Ultron, which was a little darker, that still felt... Like and that's they're, they're so expensive. Yeah. They threw in like yeah. two, three, four hundred million bucks in, in special effects and all the preparation plus marketing. And you're gonna stick an R-rated thing on it, maybe, you know, I mean yeah. Logan's gonna do well, but is mm-hmm. it gonna do like Avengers money? Uh yeah. I think Are you gonna get a billion bucks out of this? I think one franchise which could kind of lend, I'm sure in the future they will too will all as well, uh, is DC. Um who knows what character they'll do it with, but I mean, they the only bad part about that would be maybe they just go incredibly dark because I know they're already kind of going pretty dark. So if they do get that, yeah. you know, passing for an R rating, they could really push it to the limit, which may not be good. But I, I feel like a lot of DC, just their universe, it seems like an R rated universe, but with the PG 13 rating. And I know yeah. they did that with Batman v Superman Ultimate Edition. Yeah, but. I remember, I remember during like Suicide Squad, Suicide Squad time when. They said they have enough like footage for the Joker to have like an R-rated, like extra almost like to the whole film, and that made me realize like I feel like like a Batman or like a Joker-oriented movie that's R-rated could be really sick. Like that could actually work really well. Yeah. So I kind of went a odd way with this question, I guess. But um, the Scarlett Johansson uh, getting the uh, Black Widow. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? yeah Black, Black Widow, Widow solo movie has been in talks for a long time. And it's like, oh, how could you do it? How could it be interesting? I feel like telling her origin story, like in Soviet Russia, you know, she's part of the KGB. To me, that sounds like it lends itself perfectly for like Marvel to have their kind of R-rated universe Cause it to make hint- sense. Because she's supposed to be like this kind of disturbed character. You see that in movies like Ultron. They keep hinting at her violent background and, for, and like right. the horrible things that she's done and stuff. Yeah. They keep like throwing that back at her. Yeah. That's just something fun. I kind of thought, you know, what else would it like just to be R-rated? I guess. Um, what about? The, I just thought of this. Um, aren't they doing a film with Black Panther? Yeah. Because yeah. that is another one that I think could be interesting. And then another way that I was thinking that would go work well with this. What if you do in contrast to say like the Avengers or something like that, where you've got a huge budget, lots of big set pieces of like action stuff and CGI? What if you went the other direction? So just let's use Wolverine for a sec. And what if you did like a, you know, like a smaller, more personal story, something darker where there aren't huge, long sequences of action stuff. He's just trying to do his thing to accomplish 
I don't know, find somebody or do something. And then it's a much smaller, more acting kind of film. But then there's still those brief moments when he does something. So it's sort of like taking, how do you make an action film when you don't have a budget? Start from that, and then you could tell a really cool story, and then you throw some crazy money at your CGI yeah. for those moments. Yeah, talking about budget and stuff, I think, so with our rated movies, I feel like those are much riskier mm-hmm. than like a traditional like happy superhero sure. film where you're gonna get all the kids to watch. Whereas now it's just like more really adults and uh, and the kids won't get any like the merchandising as much yeah. either. Yeah, yeah like the residual market of the videos and yeah, the add-ons. Exactly like who's gonna want to how many you know Christmas toys are you gonna sell of this one? Yeah, you're right. yeah, yeah. That's why Deadpool was you know they didn't want to make it for so long. That's why they were pushing because it was the R rating originally, which made them say no. I think. Yeah. And you know after that, I guess it does open the doors. People see that there is potential, but that doesn't you know stop the risk that comes yeah. along with it. It really I mean, is yeah. like a risk reward, like yeah. reward in the sense that you're an innovation and you're making like a great movie, but then risk you're. Not yeah, the money. money. I I wonder what the budget was for this because I think the some of the sequences were simpler. They yeah, didn't need definitely. to use as much CGI. You didn't see like Wolverine like flying <laughs> across the screen like he's done in previous yeah. things where he like jumps. <laughs> and next thing you know, he's gone thirty feet because there's wires <laughs> and stuff hooked up to him or blowing stuff. They didn't have yeah. a lot of that. Yeah. A lot of it was like the physical up close, which kind of harkens back to like eighties action films when you didn't need a huge right. budget to do it, some of that. It was a lot of the up close action, but I was reading. I thought it was really interesting. The same technology I think we've talked about on this show before with the Star Wars episode that they used to do characters like Carrie Fisher and Grandma Tarkin was used in this movie a ton. And basically they just they put in a uh, like a stunt double or an actor and they're just putting it right on the face and they're putting uh, like Logan right onto him, Hugh Jackman's face right on. Um, like the simple, the first scene that comes to my mind, the car chase scene kind of in that beginning section where they're driving parallel to the uh, train the entire time you see uh, Logan is a CGI Wolverine. It's not actually him. It's a wow. stunt driver. Mm-hmm. So the, a lot of actually Laura, she, she did almost none of Well, the, a little the, kid. Yeah, she the, did the almost none of for, it. Yeah, right. The rules for kids in film, there's a very limited amount of time they can be on set. Right. Uh, if the temperature gets too high, there's none of that. I mean, there's yeah. like crazy amounts of mm-hmm. rules. And it's just like. They did a lot of CG work in this. Like, if if you look it up, you'll be absolutely shocked huh, really? how much they okay. like. Which it looks really cool. It, yeah, you know, it's you really can't tell in this movie. Yeah, but um, and it's mostly just faces once again. But I, I thought that was really neat. Yeah, I think that's a good thing. Like, you don't want to see CGI. You want to yeah. think it's real. Yeah, okay, it, that's smart. It looks great. Yeah. Yeah. Versus like Star Wars, there were some people like when I was in the theaters. Like we've talked about this before. Some mm-hmm. some people had no idea. But if you knew the characters from before, you're like, mm, it looks a little, you're like, yeah, eh, not yeah. quite, something's not. And if you really knew going in, you're like, oh, geez, that's totally fake. <laughs> but then yeah. I think if you can get, you know, 80, 90% of the audience to not know, and this one I certainly didn't know. Well, was the, was him as young Logan, was it X-24? Yeah, was that, that, CGI? that was CGI and him in, like, makeup and prosthetics. Okay. But once again, like, the violence scenes, the action scenes is, uh, Tons of CG. This movie had so much CG work, huh. and it's you know when we think the of CG blood work and stuff, they probably had yeah. to do a lot of that. Yeah, when we think CG work, we think obviously like uh, the big explosions, but this was like r- just really detailed, like hmm. uh, making the faces. So I, I was really intrigued by that. But um, I guess the last thing we'll talk about is uh, the first thing we saw in this movie, the quick Deadpool 
uh, teaser. Are you guys excited for that? What did you think of it? And just I, I guess for me, it was just a really nice surprise because I had no idea whatsoever. I don't know if you guys knew anything about this. Yeah, I didn't know this. about it. So I just, when that first happened, I was like, hey, that's pretty cool. And yeah, I just and I thought it was a fun clip too. Like, it's yeah. a smart tie-in because you've yeah. got one R-rated film, the same sort of audience. What you're gonna go see that thing? I'll be honest, I haven't seen Deadpool yet, so that's like why well, I have to see it now. I mean, it's mm-hmm. like yeah. I, I've kind of waited this this long. I find it on Amazon or someplace, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, kind of the weird humor of it and like seeing them messing around in the phone box. When is the second one supposed to come out? No. Not soon enough. It's, it's <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, sure. I think it might be 2018, yeah. but I don't know. Yeah. I think, yeah, the big thing I kind of realized with, and maybe this is just me, but by them putting that in front of Logan, it, to me it's like, yeah, Ryan Reynolds and Deadpool is basically going to be the, the, you know, that's what we're going to push now. That mm. We're taking it from Wolverine, and now Deadpool's kind of our, because Wolverine's been like the one consistent guy through this universe. I think now it'll be Deadpool and Ryan Reynolds. Um, Deadpool 2, according to IMDb, March 2nd, 2018. Not soon enough. Basically basically a year off. But um, I think that's going to wrap it up here for us today, guys. Uh, I'd like to thank our guests once again, Zach Pfeiffer, Campbell Dunham, Mr. Sterner. Thank you. Um, We'll be back next month with our retro review. We're going to do a movie. We're not sure yet, but it will be an older movie, and we will talk about it. be sure to check out the full write-up of the Logan review on the broadcaster. And that's it. Have a good day, guys.